And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says that's one of my favorite scripture. I love that scripture. And I don't recite that scripture when only I'm in trouble. I don't recite that scripture only when my back is against the wall. Are you with me, saints? Oh, God is a good God. Glory be to Jesus. I know that it doesn't matter how much I praise God, I will always be behind. Amen. I'm so I'm trying to catch up retroactively. <laughs> Glory be to God. So, so it reads Psalms 41, verse 10 reads, Fear thou not. Let's read together upon three, two, three. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Man, that's good news. That's good news. Hallelujah. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. Why? For I am your God. Glory be to God. This is what I'm able to do. I'm able to strengthen you. I will help you. Lord have mercy. Haven't you been, haven't you, haven't your back been against the wall and you say, God, you said you'd help me. You said you'd strengthen me. Now I need your help. I need you to come through for me because at this time humans cannot do it. I can't even do it. I need your intervention. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And God's word is always good. The Bible said that God's word has been tried and tested. He always comes through. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I call him a come through God. Oh, what a blessing. Man, I feel so good in the presence of the Lord. He says, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. We've been talking about the right hand of the Lord this morning. The power of God by the hands of the Almighty. I've been set free. Huh? I've been set free, healed, and delivered. And because of that, I'm walking in victory. Victory. I'm walking in victory. So I rejoice in him. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because the greater one lives in me. His name is Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God, my Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank God for God. Amen. If you give me a little while, let me unpack this particular scripture verse because it means so much to me. Fear not. You know the, the phrase fear not and in other variations of it such as fear ye not. Amen. Thou shall not fear. It's found over 335 times. 365 times sorry in scripture. One for every day and more. Over 365 times the term, the phrase, fear not, fear ye not, amen, is found in the Bible. Because we need to be aware, as we said last week, that the devil thrives on fear. Faith comes by hearing and also fear comes by hearing. And so God wants you and I to know that if he's able to work in our lives, there should, it's, he can only do it in the absence of fear. So he said it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what virus that's out there. 
We thank God for the information, but we remain resolute in God. I am not going to fear. And last week we talked about the importance of saying God's word. You remember we said, I think it's Psalms 91 verse 2. It says, I will say of the Lord. I with me sense. I will say, you got to say something because your ears need to hear you affirming the truth of, of God's word. Amen. There is something that happens to you internally when your ears hear you affirming God's word. God is good. God is love. Amen. God loves me. Oh, what a blessing. Tell yourself, be of good courage. Be of good courage. God is for me. God, I carry God. Oh, what a blessing. I watch. I carry God. You have to tell yourself that every day. I carry God and it's going to be all right. Oh, glory be to Jesus. In him we live, move, and have our being. So fear not. Fear not. Jesus told Jairus, you know, in Luke chapter 8, verse 50, we are not aware. We are not told why Jairus' daughter died. She may have died from a disease. We do not know. We are just told that she died. And when the news got to Jairus, Jesus heard what the servant said. And he told Jairus, fear not. Fear not. Only believe and she shall be made whole. The Lord is saying to us this morning here. And those of us who are looking over in Facebook, streamlining. Fear not. Fear not. Believe only. And it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You shall be whole. That's the word of God. We are told in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it? Will he not do it? Hath he spoken it? Will he not make it good? So if God says to fear not, fear not. <laughs> Believe only. It's going to be alright. Believe only and it's going to be what? Alright. Let me continue to unpack this. Fear not. Why? We are told, for I am... Man, what a blessing. What a blessing. I am with saints. The reason why I'm taking some, the reason why I'm taking the time on this verse, I promise I won't be long, is because the days are coming when you and I have to be fully persuaded of what we are saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? The days are coming when it's not enough just to say, Fear not, God is with me. You got to believe it in your heart. The time is now. Now we know. And you know, as I always say, brothers and sisters, I do not, we don't criticize, praise God, because we all, in me in particular, I live in a glass house. So I don't throw stones. But now is the time. Now, what this particular situation has revealed to us about us is maybe for some reason we are not what we've been professing. Now you get what I'm saying? Maybe when we sing, by the hands of the Almighty, I've been set free, he'll deliver. It's only head knowledge. It's not heart knowledge. Are you with me, saints? And the days are coming when you have to ensure it's going to be heart knowledge. It's got to be experiential knowledge. Not just saying what other people say. Are you with me, saints? 
The days are coming when for real, for real, when you, you have to be fully persuaded. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham was fully persuaded that which God promised he would do. We are told in Hebrews that Abraham believed God. Even He believed that even God sacrifices on Isaac, that God was able to raise him back up from the ashes. I mean, that's what I call believing from the heart. Amen. Not just saying it. And the days are coming when brothers and sisters, you got to believe it. Believe it. Because things are going to get progressively worse. Jesus told us so in Matthew. I told you last week, chapter 24. He said the days are coming. And he said what's going to happen. The days are coming when men and women hearts are going to fail them for fear. Except if we are established in God's word. Since we got to be resolute. In God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me share with you brothers and sisters. The human race has outlast many plagues. I'm going to share with you a couple in a while. The human race has what? Outlasted many plagues. And we are still here today. And I guarantee you will outlast this strain of coronavirus. I said guarantee. That's how guarantee. That's how sure I am. <laughs> this too shall pass and we are not criticizing amen we are just here giving God praise and having a good time in the presence of the Lord the Bible says it's the fullness of joy and at his riddance where Jesus he is pleasures forevermore glory be to God I thank God for the hands of the almighty the power of God Oh Lord, I feel the presence of God. Woo! So he said, he said, why should you not be fearful? For I am with you. I am what? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. God said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20. He said, Lord, I'm with you always. Even unto the end of the world. That's what he said. Before I used to say to the end, I looked at it and he said, of the world. I'm going to be with you through it. All the way through it. I'll never leave you. I'm going to be right there. Not only I'll be right there, I dwell in you. Let me share with you since when you get revelation knowledge of you carrying God, it'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. When you get, when you begin to believe that and you begin to walk in that consciousness that I carry God. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. You, you realize, man, I'm, I'm somebody. Not because of me or what I have achieved. But because I carry. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I carry God. Amen. And people need the Lord. Do you need God? Well, I have him. Glory be. Do you need a sample? Do you need glory be? And this is what's happening now. This is a great opportunity for us as Christians. As I said, a great opportunity for people who are not open to hearing the gospel. Now they are open to hearing the gospel. Are you with me, saints? They're looking for help everywhere. And we have the help. We can lay hands. <laughs> we can do what? Lay hands. We got a promise from God, brothers and sisters. The, 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 the problem is, is believability a word? I don't know. You know, I'm, you know, you, you know I'm notorious for making up words. 
the problem is our believability or our ability to believe God. That is the problem. You see, we are not, we are not fully persuaded. We are not resolved in God. Because everything is based on, verily, verily, he that believeth on me. You see, the Bible says if you believe on God, Luke chapter, what we said, Luke chapter, Mark chapter 15, the 16, 17 says, These signs shall follow them that believe. Believe. If you believe, the Bible says you're going to lay hands on the sick. And what did the Bible say shall happen to them? Sure enough, they're going to recover. Sure enough, they're going to recover without a shadow of a doubt. But what's the prerequisite? He that believeth on me. Church, we need to work on our ability to believe God. That is a major problem. And we as Christians, we got to stop judging one another. And start encouraging one another to believe God. Are you with me? Stop, stop criticizing one another. Let's come together and say, brother, you need to work on your belief. That's the problem. Sister, well, let's work on our belief. The time is coming when that's what's going to matter. Not what you've achieved. Amen. Not your status. That doesn't matter. Not your title. is whether or not you believe God. You know, last week I said, and somebody said this to me. Last week I said that Jesus, we saw our mentor Jesus from Matthew chapter 8 verse 2, a leper. You remember I said that last week. I'm talking too fast. I'm trying to go back to my sermon. But I hear the Lord. <laughs> you remember last week I said we saw our mentor. I said that I... I I believe, and I know we are all here of the same conviction, that if the coronavirus touches our body, it will die instantaneously. Zoot, zoot, that's it. That's it. Thank you. It, it's a, it, because my body is the temple of the most high God. <laughs> You cannot touch the temple because the power that's in the temple is more powerful than any disease out there. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So Jesus, knowing that, went when the leper came forth, and I and I'm, I'm saying that because of what somebody said, and I'm going to tell you what the person said. That when the leper came forth and said, "You can make me whole if you so desire," the leper knew that he was not, he should not be in public. He knew all the laws. He knew the quarantine laws in the Old Testament. He should not come out in public until he shouts, "Unclean, unclean." Nevertheless, he took the chance with Jesus. And when Jesus saw the leper, amen, that was diseased, the Bible says Jesus said, he stretched his hands and touched him. And the power that was in Jesus healed the leprosy, healed the coronavirus. Are you with me, saints? Are you getting what I'm saying? The power that was in Jesus, it flowed through, unhindered, and healing flowed through. Are you with me? That's what the Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 16. He said, if there is any sick amongst you, let them call for the elders of the church who will anoint them with oil. And the Bible says, they lay hands on the sick. And the prophets. 
shall heal the sick. Yeah, yeah, sense here. That's what I'm saying. Now we got to we got to work on our ability to believe God, our faith in God. You got to work on that stuff. Amen. That's what's going to that's what's going to hold you on. Else you'll be tossed to and fro by what you hear. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very important. So the individual said, "Well, pastor, that was well, pastor, that was Jesus. Jesus can do that." And the Holy Ghost quickened in me, John 14, 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth in me, the works that I do, he shall do, uh, and greater. <laughs> Woo! I didn't, Jesus said, If you believe on him, and every time Jesus is about to say something that's going to blow the human mind, he prefaces it by using the phrase, verily, verily. When you hear him say, verily, brother, he's about to drop a bomb that's going to keep you. That's going to mess with your mind. <laughs> oh, glory. And he, not, not the thing I love about our mentor, Jesus, the founder of Christianity, he never started. He never held back. Are you with me? Freely you have received. Freely give. Amen. That's what we should be doing. Freely we have received. The power of God. Freely lay hands. Amen. Lay hands on your kids, on yourself. Amen. Oh, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm excited for this time. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. How many of you are interested in greater works? Yeah, greater works. Greater works. Yeah. Greater works, greater works, greater works, greater works, greater works. The prerequisite is he that believeth on me. As I said, we need to work on our ability to believe God. You got to be fully persuaded, fully convinced. Amen. Let me finish with this verse quickly. Lord, I give you praise. Amen. Glory be to God. I see I'm not, I might not even finish. Amen. So we are told the reason why he said to fear not is because I am with you. And he said, not only should you fear not, you must also not be what? Dismayed. Do not be dismayed. Dismayed means to be filled with dread or apprehension. To be overwhelmed. Do not be filled with dread or be apprehensive. Do not be overwhelmed. And we know where the overwhelming uh, effect comes from it comes from listening to the media let me say it again let me put this on record thank god for the media they're doing a wonderful job how many of you agree they're they are notifying us and keeping us abreast informing us of what's going on i thank god for that the problem is when they cross over into prophecy you see <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> the only thing you should forecast on the news is the weather. You shouldn't forecast where disease and infirmity they are going. Uh, news, as I said, by definition is reporting on what has happened. Not what is going to happen. Come on, somebody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not what is going to happen. You are not a prophet. And so when the forecast comes out, amen, then all of a sudden, if you're not rooted and grounded in God, you begin to shake. Amen. So much so your body begins to manifest things that were not there before. 
You know, it's been said, as I, it's been said that studies reveal that fear has a way of suppressing the human immune system. When it suppresses it, you become susceptible to anything that passes. Are you with me? A burp can throw you out. Anything can throw you out. Anything can just... <laughs> because your, your protection is down. White copper cells, they all run out. They're, they're all weak. Are you with me, saints? That, so that... <laughs> God knew that. That's why he says, fear not. You remember what Job said? He said, the thing that I feared the most, what happened? Came upon me. He said, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. And what did Job fear? Every day Job was saying, one day, man, I might lose all my money. One day, I might lose my family. One day, I might lose all my cattle. That's what he feared. He kept saying that all the time. And guess what happened? It happened. It happened. That's how. That's right. That's how we empower the devil. Psalms 91 talks about uh, the snare of the fowler. The snare of the fowler is you. Is the devil getting you to profess your unbelief and your doubt? When you take your tongue and instead of empowering God, you empower him. You are caught in the snare of the devil. He now has authority and power to move on in your life. Yes, yeah, that's why you open your door wide and say, Satan, come in. When you begin to profess your doubt, amen, not even Satan, you call him a, a pet name, Seti, 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 Seti. <laughs> amen, don't be caught. In the stare of the fowler. Let me move on quickly, saints. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> so dismay is at the beginning. It's the beginning stages of fear. It's less than full-blown fear or terror. It's just dread, apprehension, something, dread or apprehension of something bad happening. And that's what's going on now. People, something bad is going to happen. What, what's going to happen? Well, I saw they projected 350,000 might be infected. And people are shaking. I'm, I'm, I might be one of the 350,000. No, 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 you will not. If the coronavirus touches your body, zoot, zoot, that's it. It's dead. Touches your body, touches your, your family body, touches home, your children's body. No plague shall come nigh. We got a promise from God, saints. That's why the Bible says, I will say, I will, I will make my boast. Are you with me? I will make my, you got you to you affirm your confidence in God. You see, that's the problem. We don't affirm our confidence in God. The, 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 listen to me, the average Christian always talk about my faith, my faith, my faith. They forgot to put this my faith in God. That's the part they forgot to put at the end. They forgot to put in God. You know? Are you getting me? It's always your faith in God. Faith always have an object. It's faith in God, faith in a chair, faith in a vehicle. So don't leave out the object. If you leave out the object, people might think that you are arrogant. Now, those of us, those of us who are being Christian for a long time, we know you're not arrogant. But to help those. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. It's our faith and confidence in God. Amen. We got to espouse that. 
Let me just share this with you quickly and I'll bring it to an end. Let me share this with you quickly. Brothers and sisters, the human race, the human race has outlasted many plagues. I'm going to share with you a couple of plagues. I like to do a lot of research. Amen. I went to the World Health Organization to find out what they said about the, about the coronavirus. There are numerous... Do you know this thing has been around a long time? This is just a new strain. And because human beings, when you know, you know when something is new and there is, there is no immediate cure, people start to panic. A panic turns into a pandemic. Hysteria. Let's settle for solidarity. Amen? So, he says here, let me show you. I, Lord, I must say, I cannot believe I got 17 pages. <laughs> Lord. It says here, it says here, it says here, how many of you, and I'm going to share some plagues with you, like the coronavirus, human beings have outlast. Nothing new. The yellow fever, which came out in the 1790s. I'm not sure if you remember the yellow fever. It came out, when did it come out? In the 1790s. It reads here, during the 1973 yellow fever epidemic in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, listen to me, 5,000 or more people were listed in the official register of death between August 1st and November 9th of 1793. 5,000 people died. I'm, I'm telling you of plagues, the humans, we've, we've, we've outlasted. I'm saying this too shall pass. Listen, it says the vast majority of them died of yellow fever making the epidemic in the city of 50,000 people one of the most severe that back then Philly only had seven in 1793 there were about 50,000 people Philly now has how many two million I don't know anybody from Philadelphia know well I don't know I'm not sure but back then because 5,000 died out of the 50,000 it was one of the most severe in the United States history mm? one of the most severe in the United States history the official slogan of this country is what? In God we trust. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> when, when, when do we trust in God? Do we trust in God when, when all is well? The official slogan, you see, it at the, you see it behind vehicles. In God we trust. It's on the dollar. In God we trust. What happened now? That's why I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, in these last days, we have to be, believe what we say about God. The time is coming when you cannot just say it because everybody's saying it. You got to say it because of experience. You got to know the truth. Because the truth, you know, is what's going to set you free. People are not set free from fear because the prerequisite for that is in John 8. Let me show you how to be free from fear and from addiction, from anything. There is a quick formula in the Bible. Amen. A quick formula. You, you want a quick formula? Very easy. It's not going to cost you anything. Very easy. Quickly, jump over to John chapter 8. And that's, that's, that's what I'm giving you here is gravy. I'm passing. On my way to... <laughs> on, <laughs> on my way to... <laughs> John chapter 8, verse 31. Let's start from verse 31. Some believers got saved and they began jumping. We are saved. We are saved. Glory. And then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. The Jews who what? Believe they just got saved. He said, he said, there's a difference in getting saved and being a disciple. You don't just get saved and arrive at being a disciple. You got some work to do. Because you are still, your mind is not fully renewed to be free. 
And that is why nowadays in that's why nowadays in churches you have a lot of I've had pastor friends call me and say, Brother, are you doing a, a, a delivery ministry? I said, What am I delivering since I've been delivered for? I'm not delivering anybody. God has delivered you. What you need is your mind renewed. That's all you need, your mind renewed to the truth so you can be free. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.